Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome to episode 19 with Sports Talk with Rags. And today we have a local football player, Daniel Brown, a graduate of uh, Isle of Wight Academy and then went to go play football at James Madison and has uh, started playing in the NFL for since 2015. So, uh, Daniel, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Sure. Sure. So, hey, so we'll uh, we'll start off here with your uh, Isle of Wight Academy uh, roots. Uh, let's see. So you graduated in uh, 2010 yep. from Isle of Wight. So yep. uh, in 2008, I uh, started covering high school football with the Virginia Pilot, and uh, they uh, put me on a game of uh, – Isle of Wight Academy and uh, Broadwater. I think it was a, I think it was a homecoming game, and uh, that was a little, a, a little bit of a comeback. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I think uh, I think you guys had some uh, history there from 2007 in the playoffs, yeah. and uh, it was a it was a big uh, big time game there um, Friday night there at Isle of Wight Academy. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, and uh, actually, once uh, once I wrote up a um, little paragraph and uh, I tallied up the stats, I I called the uh, newspaper and uh, they they said, "Okay, private school game." And uh, okay, thank you. And I called them back. I said, "Hey, I said these. Uh, I said at least Isle of Wight Academy. I don't know about Broadwater with being on the Eastern Shore, but Isle of Wight Academy, you gotta." You, you got to take my notes because this was a this was a packed house and a and a rematch from 2007. So uh, so tell the listeners out there about uh, your time there at uh, Alawite Academy. Um, well, I went there. I went to school there for 15 years. It was pre K through 12, and uh, <clears throat> graduated with 44 kids. And I went to school with 13 kids for. All 15 years, it was uh, so very small. It was like 500 kids, pre-K through 12. You know, um, just a typical small town school. Um, didn't nobody really knew about it? And, you know, nobody goes goes anywhere big from from Isle of Wight Academy. I don't think anybody's ever played a Division One sport uh, from that school before or before me. Yeah, so uh, so let's see. So you, uh, you played basketball, football, and I know that uh, – I don't know about for football, but I know for basketball. Yeah, okay, also baseball. But I know that uh, basketball and baseball, they're in, the, they're in the metro, and I know that there was, uh, there was some good, good competition there. So um, let's see. So after, uh, after high school then – then you uh, went on to play at uh, James Madison. Yeah, it was a it was kind of a abnormal path to get there because you know nobody from that school had ever gone to play Division One sports, so nobody knew what the process was, and I had no idea what the process was. Uh, you know, as far as how recruiting went, um, I think it wasn't until after my basketball season, probably like February, told my dad that I wanted to play college football. <laughs> And we had no idea, like, you know, but at this time there's like, the signing days in March. So you're already, you know, teams have already locked in who they wanted. So I think my dad took three days off of work and, and we put together our own highlight film 
and we sent every Division One school in Virginia because uh, I didn't want to waste my time. You know, no disrespect, I just didn't want to play Division Two or Division Three ball. You know, I went, you know, one double A or, or higher. So we sent to every school in Virginia. Um, William Mary said my SATs weren't high enough. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the only other teams we heard back were from Richmond and, and James Madison. Um, they both asked me to come like a little visit with just me and my dad and tour the campus and stuff like that. Um, Richmond, you know, reminded me too much of my high school. I think there's like 3000 kids in the, in the whole college, which is like a big, you know, a big, big high school, honestly. Um, they were building a new stadium that was going to hold 8,000 and JMU was going to build a new stadium that was holding 25. And, you know, the enrollment there was like 18,000. So, um, after my, my visit to, to JMU, they said I could be a preferred walk on. So, I'm like, you know, being a preferred walk on there, right. um, got a, uh, 50% scholarship after or my, my second year. So I registered my first year. My second year, I got a 50% scholarship. Um, and then after my first season, I got a full ride for the next three years. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, hey, uh, hey, hard work and uh, determination uh, pays uh, pays off. Uh, so uh, and and actually, I mean, uh, James Madison, you know what? The coach at that time was uh, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, let's see. So they've uh, they've definitely been um, uh, consistent uh, powerhouse. There. Yeah, they weren't they weren't quite the powerhouse when I was there. Um, we only made the playoffs twice. I, I guess we kind of my senior class kind of set the trend. We got like um, we got a whole new staff, and we went nine and nine and three, and then went to the playoffs. And then ever since then, they've they've been on a roll. Right. Yeah. Was that uh, Everett uh, Withers that yep. came in, and uh, I know with uh, living living here in um, southeastern Virginia, I know that uh, let's see, Old Dominion starting starting football about about that time. Uh, they uh, they played uh, James Madison there when they when they first started. Um, so did you, I know that Old Dominion played at James Madison. Did you, did you ever play, um, yeah, so, yeah, my, um, I guess, uh, Old Dominion was only in the CEA for a couple of years, you know, and then they ended up moving up. Um, right. I played there my red shirt freshman year, okay. um, and we lost by one score. And then, um, the second year they played at, uh, JMU, but I tore my ACL that year, so I didn't get to, I didn't get to play him. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, let's see. And then with uh, then with James Madison, I see that you were um, un undrafted here with uh, playing playing in the NFL. So what uh, after the draft um, came came and went there in 2015? What 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 was the process of uh performing in front of uh nfl scouts yeah it was uh similar to my high school experience you know on this scale of you know college football james madison's a rather small school you know in terms of like the power five and the d1 schools um so not a ton of 
um, notification there. Uh, I did a pro day, tested well. And then after the draft, you know, it's a long shot to get drafted, but it's always like, it's always that, that hope that you know, maybe your name does get called. So me, me and my dad, we sat there and watched the draft for, for three days and nobody called. And then, <clears throat> you know, the phone rings four or five hours after the draft and agent says we got one shot. Um, and it was a uh, mini camp tryout for the Ravens. Um, so, you know, three day camp where they, they basically invite enough players to have a camp for their undrafted signees and their, and their drafted kids. Right. Um, and uh, did well enough, you know, for those three days and end up, they end up cutting someone to make some, some room for me, but having known, you know, what I know now, having played for six years, I was probably a couple bad drops away from, you know, working at a desk the rest of my life. You know, just because the guys, the guys like me that they bring in are just, are just bodies to have a camp for the guys they've already signed. So um, you got to really like turn some heads. And I always kind of go back and think that, you know, one bad day and I'm probably not where I'm at today. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's great. And I know that, uh, know that, uh, let's see with, uh, being, being friends with, uh, Troy, Troy Robertson there that, uh, his boys know you and know that, uh, know that I was, I was following you. And, um, and so with, uh, playing, playing with the Ravens, then, uh, then let's see. How long did you play for the play for the Ravens there in 2015? Uh, I was um, practice squad the first ten weeks of the year. Okay. Um, and then ended up getting activated the last six games of 2015, and then um, 2016 they switched me to tight end. Um, okay. And I started the started the season on practice squad again. The first four games, then I got activated because uh, Chicago had called and Clint tried to take me off Baltimore's practice squad, and they activated me to keep me from leaving. Okay. And then um, three weeks later, the Ravens cut me, and Chicago claimed me. So uh, I think they cut me on a cut me on a Saturday before we left for I think a, we were playing the New York Jets. Um, they cut me before we traveled up here and then, uh, like 415 on a Monday morning after the, the waiver claims had, had come through. My agent called me, said that my plane for Chicago leaves at 730. So, um, <laughs> packed, this, packed the suitcase, you know, what I could and, and left for Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and uh, let's see in Chicago there with being one of the, uh, the one of the traditional franchises there in the uh, there in the NFL, and wasn't uh, wasn't one of your uh, first games being in being in uniform there on Monday night against uh, Minnesota Vikings. There, uh, one of that the, was the that was the first week that I was there. I wasn't actually I didn't dress out because it was my it was okay. my first week there. Um, I think I spent, uh, I think I was like three weeks. I didn't dress the first three weeks. I didn't dress, and then Zach Miller got hurt, um, oh. and then I ended up dressing with Chicago for the last six games of that year. 
and then um, spent the next two seasons with them. Right. Yeah. And then uh, so uh, two seasons with the Bears and then uh, and then the Jets, the Jets signed you, what, uh, 2019 or? Yeah, I was an unrestricted free agent after the 2018 season and then uh, signed with the, the Jets in 2019. All right, and uh, let's see. So, what is uh, what is uh, the off season there with the there with the NFL? I mean, with uh, with COVID COVID days, there's there's no really uh, mini camp here uh, here in springtime uh, these right. days, right? So you just work on your work out on your own. Yeah, the past two off seasons have been a little different. Um, Last year, there was no off-season. Uh, everything was virtual. We did virtual meetings for six weeks, and then e-reporting, and you know, they figured out some things and reported for camp in mid-July. And then uh, this year, they're still, you know, the NFLPA and the NFL are still going back and forth on what they want to do. The NFL has already announced that they want to do, uh, like, the first five weeks virtual and then four weeks of in-person stuff. And I think the, the PA is still pushing back and telling people not to do it and they want to do it all virtual. So I think it's still kind of up in the air this year. Okay. All right. And uh, let's see. And then uh, let's see this year, this year, uh, the season, the regular season is going to go into 17 Seventeen games, right? Yeah, added, added a game. Yeah, and so uh, let's see now. Uh, training, training camp. That's uh, the official training camp. That's like uh, middle to the end of middle to the end of July, and then uh, start preseason games there in August. Yeah, I don't even know if they've announced. You know, last year they cut preseason games. Um, I don't know if they've made a decision yet on preseason games this year or not. But yeah, training camp starts uh, mid to end July, and then um, preseason game would probably be the first one. Probably be the second week of August. Yeah, yeah. Know that. Uh, know that I've been to the um, been to Canton, and I think usually the. Uh, Hall of, Hall of Fame game is usually the traditional, you know, prior prior yeah. to the pandemic and and everything. But uh, but yeah, so uh, let's see. Uh, you want to talk about your uh, your first uh, first touchdown there in the, the there in the NFL? The first one that counted. <laughs> <laughs> I had one. I had one that still haunts me in in Baltimore. My first year that. Uh, would have been my first career catch was a 52 yard pass from Matt Schaub. They got called back for what's being called a phantom offensive pass interference. Um, that kind of wiped that one out. And then, uh, yeah, then my, my first official touchdown would have been my first active game with, with the bears. Okay. Um, like I said, I had been with them for like three weeks that I had dressed and the first week that I dressed, End up catching one, you know, finally getting that that monkey off my back. Yeah, well that's well that's good. Yeah, and I know. Uh, let's see now. Currently with the with the Jets and with uh, with me being from uh, 
Western Branch. I know a uh, former uh, Western Branch uh, player that played college ball at Delaware, uh, Josh Baker. He uh, he played uh, with the with the Jets a few seasons few seasons back. So uh, let's see. So how how is it there with uh, there there with uh, playing playing for the Jets? Uh, it's been good. Um, I'm actually a free agent this year, so um, we we're undecided on, you know, what we're going to do for 2021. But past two years, um, last year is what it is. It's a little rough. I think the record speaks for itself. You know, two and fourteen, and um, a lot of people were probably upset that we won two games because I think everybody wanted to tank for Trevor Lawrence. But you know, there's <clears throat> A lot to be said to, to go out there and at least win one. You know, nobody wants to be that team that doesn't win a single game. And a lot of people expect professional athletes to go out there and just lose on purpose, which is, you know, kind of absurd. Like, you don't know anybody would play the game to lose on purpose. Um, it's kind of embarrassing if you're an athlete. And then uh, the year before that, uh, started off rough. I think started off one and one and seven and then ended up, Finishing seven and nine, uh, had a lot of like, a lot of injuries at the beginning of the year. It was a rough rough couple of years, but you know, is what it is. The nature of the NFL. Yeah, and I know that uh, I know that last year. I mean, uh, I'm probably uh, playing playing in front of uh, no fans. You know, that was uh, that was a that was a little bit a yeah. little bit different. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not something I think that you know, anybody will ever get used to. Um, you you get you know you adjust after the first few games, but there's just you know a lot of people feed off energy from the crowd, and then it's just really weird to hear um, people from the other sideline screaming, and you can hear exactly what they're saying, and then you know when you run out of the tunnel and an away game and instead of hearing booze or, or you just hear crickets, it was just the most awkward, you know, not something that was, I think you'd ever get used to. It was just really weird. Yeah. It was kind of, kind of strange watching uh, games on games on TV and they would have, uh, they would have the, you know, there in the sound system, you know, uh, piped in, piped in crowd, yeah. crowd noise, you know, yeah, but, and there was uh, a couple of games. I think we played the Dolphins that had thirteen thousand fans, and then you know, having not played in front of any fans, you'd have thought thirteen thousand was a was a packed stadium just because you hadn't heard it in a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, so I know with uh, baseball, Major League Baseball starting starting on time and uh, at the beginning of this month and. Different uh, different stadiums are you know certain percentage or I think the Rangers are at a hundred percent you know so maybe uh, maybe by the time uh, September September rolls around maybe if it's uh, if not everything is is open hopefully uh, the NFL will have some type of fans and fans in the stands yeah. From what I've heard, you know, I think the plan is, at least that's from what the commissioner says, the plan is to have, you know, full stadiums at full capacity everywhere. So um, it would be nice, you know, to get people back. Right. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, 
So as we uh, as we wrap up here, uh, certainly uh, thanks again for your for your time. And uh, I know that uh, to play uh, to play college ball and to play at the NFL, I know that your uh, your hard work uh, um, certainly uh, speaks volumes. So uh, anything uh, to say? I know with uh, here in here in high school. Uh, for public school, uh, they're currently in the um, high school playoffs. So, any anything uh, out there for the high school age uh, football players or any uh, any student athlete here to uh, to share as we wrap up? Uh, yeah, my story is um, you know don't be afraid to you know to believe in believe in yourself and you know reach for goals that don't seem like they're attainable. Um, you know, I've always just put my head down and, you know, ignored the outside noise. I mean, you're always going to have doubters and, um, you know, once you start something, you finish it and it's just, um, you know, don't be afraid to dream too big. Um, you know, I remember as a kid in the backyard, I always had the little NFL, you know, outfits and put on the helmet. My dad would throw me some passes. And, um, of course, it's everyone's dream, but, you know, um, it doesn't come easy. And I just think if you don't, you know, get too ahead of yourself, you know, if you're in high school, it's do the best you can in high school, and then you try to get to a college. And then, you know, when you get to college, you do the best you can to college and let the chips fall where they may. But, um, yeah, don't be afraid, you know, to dream too big. You know, just chase your goals. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I know that. Uh, let's see, I know with your um, with your record. Uh, let's see, yeah, definitely uh, with um, with your recruiting. I mean, I know that uh, even even back, uh, you know, ten, eleven, eleven years ago. I mean, uh, huddle, huddle uh, wasn't wasn't out, or if it was out, it was it was nothing to. Like it's been the last, the last two or three years. You know? Yeah, when well, I was when I was coming up with these rivals, you know, how many stars do you have on your rivals page? And I don't even think I have a, a rivals profile. I was zero star. Um, you know, so, all, but all that's good, and you know, fine. But you know, it's if you're good enough, they'll find you. Right. Yeah, and. Uh, so, all right. Well, uh, hey, and uh, let's see. Um, good luck. Uh, good luck here uh, during during this uh, during this off season. And uh, I know that uh, rooting uh, rooting for you. You know that your uh, that your NFL uh, NFL career can uh, can continue. And uh, thanks again for uh, joining me today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Sure. And so, uh, all right, everybody. So that is uh, Daniel Daniel Brown here, a graduate of uh, Isle of Wight Academy, and went to uh, went to James Madison and has uh, has played uh, in the uh, NFL here since uh, 2015, and currently currently a free agent. So uh, thanks again. Daniel for having me or for uh, being on. Uh, thanks for your time and we'll uh, talk to you later. I appreciate it. Okay, sure. All right. So uh, 
All right, everybody. So here's uh, here's an NFL player to uh, root for, and with his uh, with his story. So uh, uh, good night, good night, everybody. And as uh, Major League Baseball continues, uh, NFL is right around the corner.